0: Pashas Vayikra is completely beginning to end. Discusses karbanos, various types of karbanos one brings, ola, chatas, and so on. Animals, birds, menachos. So most of the, most of the halachas. There are many halachas in Parashas Vayikra, Most of the halachas deal with the laws of karbanos, but some of the some of the parasha, indirectly or or in in the course of talking about karbanos, talks about the averis that you do, that you bring a carbon for, and we actually learn some important halachas about certain mitzvahs, certain averis, from the discussions of the karbanos that you bring for those averis. One of them concerns something called shvua a person who takes an oath that he doesn't know testimony and lies, he perjures himself and he's high of a special carbon. And more generally, we, as we're going to see, there, there actually this is one of the sources, this discussion <coughs> is one of the sources in the Torah for the idea that there actually is a mitzvah, a, a, a binding, a mandatory obligation upon a person to, te- to, to give testimony. Just like in American law, you can be subpoenaed to testify, you can not say, I don't want to, unless it's an issue of self-incrimination, but, but in general, you have an obligation to testify if the court demands it. In the Torah as well, as we'll see, there is an obligation to testify, and one of the main sources for this actually is learned from Er So the pesherim question say it's discussing the carbon carbon olaviyarit. Olaviyarit goes up and down. Olaviyarit is a type of carbon khatas which can be brought using either animals or birds or menachas, depending on how rich the person is. Most carbonas in the Torah, virtually every carbon, the Torah prescribes a specific type of offering either an animal or a mincha or an oaf. Some, often you have the choice of what gender of, uh, of carbon to bring or, or of uh, whether to bring a cow sometimes or a sheep. But and, and there are some carbonos, like an olas like ola nedava, a voluntary ola, which can be either uh, a behema or an oaf. But in general, most chatos the Torah specifies a specific class of carbon, either animal or bird or min- mincha. Yeah. Olah is an exception. There are several areas a person does. The Torah prescribes. For some reason, the Torah gives him. The Torah prescribes a sliding scale. If you're if you're well off, you bring a behema for a chatos, an animal. If you are less well off, you bring an oaf. And if you are even less well off than that, you can't even afford an oaf, a bird. Pigeon. You can't even afford a pigeon. Then you bring a mincha, which is simply flour, simply flour. So, what are these averis that you bring a carbon? So most averis you bring a most you bring a standard chatas. Certain averis have special chatos like avodizara. Several averis, a few, a few small enumerated lists of averis have the special carbon of olavi yared. And they are as follows. The Torah says, beginning in Perikei, No, A person, he accepted a demand for an oath. Allah means a shvua. In this case, it means the bastion ordered him, the, the plaintiff demanded that he testify. And, and he said, I don't, I, don't, I don't have any information that would be relevant there. And they said, we don't believe you, swear. And he accepted an oath. He, he accepted, uh, he bound himself by, by an oath to the, that, that, that he has no testimony. And in Lo if he does not if if he does not testify then he has an Avera. We'll discuss this in more detail soon. But the other Averas are a person touches Dabertame, or o but over Nivlaskaya over touches various types of things that make him tame. And then Vashem, he did an Avera. the Ashim is either Torah doesn't describe what the Avera is, there's no actual Avera for becoming tume. What's the Veira? The Veira is if after he became Tameh, he either ate Kajim, you, know, you can't eat Kajim while you're Tameh, or he entered the Temple. That's why we have all this discussion today about entering the Temple Mount, so the people who are opposed to it are, are, are concerned with tuma. One of the things they're concerned with is Tumah. Um, or, third example, uh, A variation of this, instead of, instead of touching dead animals, which make you Tame, he touched a, a, a person, a, a dead person, or a person who touched a dead person, Tomas Mace. Third example, for, so far we have two basic categories of carbonal viyarid. Shuas Aedes, someone who knows testimony and, and fails to testify and swears an oath that he doesn't know testimony, and it turned out he was lying. Second category, someone became Tame from various types of Tomas, Tomas Mace or Tomas Novela, and then either ate Kajim or entered the holy places of the Temple Mount. Or a third example, nef- third third case is nefesh ki si A person takes an, an oath, a simple oath, and not a judicial oath. He says, "I will do this. I won't do this." Uh, he swears he won't gamble, and then he gambles. He swears he won't uh, he wants to diet, so he swears he won't eat, and then he eats it, and so on. So very, this is called shuas bitoy. It's not one of the court-imposed uh, shuas. It's just a personal shua that you take, and and and, and you and you violate the shuas. In any of these cases, you bring the the carbonyl. You bring the you, you bring the the car, the of the yaret. You bring a you, you bring a chattas that 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 you bring a that you bring a either you bring a behema for a chatas, If you can't afford that, then you bring two birds, one for a chatas, one for an ola. If you can't afford that, you bring. Then you bring a mincha. As you were for a mincha, flour, no oil, because it's No levona, because it's Just, just the flour, and that's it. So we're going to discuss for the remainder of our talk this this idea of Shama Kol Allah. The person was adjured to uh, to, to testify, and then they said, Do "You know testimony." And he says, "No, I don't." Turned out he was lying. He is chayav a carbon for shvuas eidus. So this is called shvuas the carbon of shvuas If he violated a shwa that was imposed upon him by the court that he doesn't know eidus then he, uh, and that, that turned out to be false, he's high of a special carbon. the special carbon olive yarid. Why the Torah prescribed olaviyarid for these three averas in particular, as opposed to every other chatas, I don't know. But this, th- this is the avera of Shavu Now, a number of the Rishonim say, and the Gemara really says this, but a number of the Rishonim say, this is one of the Tariq mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to testify if you know testimony that's relevant to uh, a matter before Bastin. Rambam says, mitzvah... Mitzvah kuf ayin ches in the sefer of mitzvahs we have a tzivoi to give edus to dayanim on, on anything that we know whether it is whether it is uh, to someone's detriment or it will cause him to be punished or to lose something whether it's for someone's benefit to save him money or to save his life whether well, your edus is is uh, it will condemn somebody will exonerate somebody will make somebody win a court a civil case lose a civil case all this is included a person has an obligation to testify has an implication on themselves. That we'll, get to. that we'll get to a little bit later. Does this obligation apply even in a case where it will have negative consequences for the witness himself? Discuss that later. So, what's the source for this obligation to testify? The Torah never comes out and says that uh, thou shalt testify. So one source is our passion. It says that you're an aide, you saw something, you know something, and if you don't testify and you swear falsely, then you Now again, not immediately clear. Th- that just says that if you swear falsely, then you are a chat. How, how does it follow that not testifying itself is an aver? We'll discuss that a little bit later. But this, this, this is one of the sources, the Rishonim tell us, based on the Gemara, the Rishonim tell us this is one of the sources for a mitzvah to be made. Someone who's kovish, he do so, someone who suppresses his edus his and doesn't testify, cheto strong words from the Rambam, it's a, it's a, it's a major sin, Im loyagid v'nosah it's a pasuk. the pasuk says, if you don't testify, v'nosah So, and the Rambam explains, the avera is whenever you suppress testimony. It's a, it, he calls it a duver kloli. Whenever you suppress testimony, you get an avera. If you actually take an oath that you don't have edus, then you have karbonol of But even in the absence of that, of that oath, the, the avera of Im Yagiv v'nosah avonu, Rambam explains, that's true regardless of the Shavua, the mere suppression of the edus itself—that itself is a is a serious avera that you're chayy for. There is a, another source for the. There's another source for the for the mitzvah to be and that is a midrash. Appears in the midrash in Taras Khan. the Sifra, the midrash, midrash Halacha and Vayikra. Minayin <speaking> <Spanish> How do you? How do we know that if a person has edus that could benefit someone? You're not allowed to sit on it and to suppress it. Talmud Lomar lo Samar al You cannot stand by while your, bro- while your friend's blood is spilled. This is famously understood by Chazal to mean, maybe it's i Shat, not sure, but either way, this is Chazal understand. Lo Samar Dam means that if you see somebody in trouble, you have an obligation, and you can save him, and you can help him, you have an obligation to help him. This is something which is somewhat different, I always point out, from Western law. Western law, there is no general obligation to provide assistance to somebody else. There is no obligation to be a good Samaritan. You see somebody uh, dying in the street, you don't have to call an ambulance. I mean, you're you're obviously uh, a Russia if you don't, but uh, morally, most Americans would probably think that you're, if you have no no reason not to, you'd think they think you're a terrible person. But legally, in in generally, there is no obligation to intervene to help somebody else. More and more, the law is beginning to obligate people to do this. There are mandated reporters There's certain types of professions, nurses, teachers, uh, 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 medical professionals have certain obligations to report certain things and to provide assistance. So more and more, the law is starting to obligate certain classes of people to provide certain kinds of assistance. But on, on a general citizen who's, who, who has no professional capacity, who just sees somebody in trouble, then there is, uh, there is no legal obligation to provide assistance. Halacha disagrees. Um, Halacha says Lo There are other sources as well. The, the, the Gemara, the Gemara in St. Edwin says Lo is a binding halachic obligation to provide assistance if you can, to to not re- re- uh, refrain from providing assistance where possible. Hashavos <laughs> Saveta the Gemara says that <laughs> It says you have to return even his property. Certainly you have to return his goof if it's possible. The Gemara describes what what the what the implications of those two different sukkim are. So both those sukkim as well would seem to imply that a person has to be made. And that's a Taras point. How do you know you have to be made? It doesn't say, It says, Obviously, would only seem to apply to edus that is in somebody's favor, not to edus that would convict him. There's no, even though we can argue that for, his, for, his, for the health of his immortal soul, it's good for him to get a Kapernaum, maybe, but I, I, I don't think, in, in terms of halacha, I don't think that would be But if the edus is, is in his favor, and you don't say anything, so in a civil case, typically the aid is in one person's favor. If in a civil, civil case, is usually a zero-sum game. So if you, uh, if you testify against one in favor of the other one, so there's L'samral Damreacha in favor, from the perspective of the one that you're helping. Criminal cases, it would be to the if, if you have exculpatory evidence, exculpatory testimony, L'samral <inaudible> Damreacha. The Midrash goes on. If you see somebody drowning or see somebody attacked by bandits, or an animal L'chaia ra is attacking him; you have to save him. It's all the same pasuk. You see somebody being pursued by somebody with homicidal intent, and uh, you can save him. So the Sifra says all these three things are dashing from Lasamrodamriyecha. Lasamrodamriyecha is a general obligation to not stand by passively while someone comes to harm if you're able to help him. One of the examples of that the Khanim says is to be made. Rambam brings this as well. The Rambam, so, so, the Rambam back in his back in the Sefer Mitzvah. So, in, in Mitzvahs, I Kufay and Ches. He says the Mitzvah. There's a positive Mitzvah to give aiders, and that's from who aid Ora Yada that you have to be made. Um, and as Mitzvah Lo Mitzvah say Mitzvah is a Mitzvah that we are commanded to to not refrain from providing assistance where someone is in danger of his life or. Uh, he gives various examples where he, he gives he gives various examples for someone is is, is 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 in is in mortal peril. You have to help him And then the Ramam adds He brings the midrash in the Sifra. This is another mitzvah that uh, that obligates you to be made. That even for a moment, even if you see somebody's money's in danger, not his life, even though Samuel al Dam sounds like blood, but Chazal understands the possible of Samuel to refer to danger of financial loss as well. If you, can, if you can help him, if you see somebody's money, if you see somebody's money uh, that's going to be lost in court because he doesn't have the proper proof, and you can save him by testifying, you can save his money. Again, it, it wouldn't apply to costing somebody his money, but if you can save somebody's money, that's all Samuel al And also, and he brings the sephra. The so it's basically, the Rambam. the Rambam tells us that there are two separate mitzvahs, both of which include an obligation to testify. One of them is a general... Mitzvah Kolel, Mitzvah Kolelis, that includes all types of testimony, and that is the Imla, that is Arapasha, Imlo V'Nasa Avono, and the other is a, it's a Mitzvah that is Kolel, things beyond Ados, like saving people from drowning and from bandits, and it also extends to aegis in the specific case where the aegis can help him. And that's, uh, so, so they're kind of a Venn diagram. They're, they're intersecting circles. Well, Samuel Damrecha includes providing all kinds of assistance, including the testimony that can save somebody from losing money. Imla Yagid obligates you providing all kinds of testimony, including testimony that can save somebody from harm. Testimony that, that can save somebody from harm violates both these mitzvahs. And uh, that's, the, that's the Rambam. The shilta's the shilta's to Gon, so he says that Adus someone who knows testimony for somebody else, he's mechuyev to, to to do it. It's not it's not it's not discretionary. You must offer testimony, and if you don't testify, you're a you, bisura. You you get it's an Shneimar gisechta that the that our pasha says that, that that there's an avera to 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 not testify. Then the shilta's adds again, but. How can this be a source for the obligation to testify? This is the only veshemakolala. This is the only if if a shvuah is imposed on him and he, and he violates the shvuah. Where do you see anything about simply refusing to testify and not taking an oath? Says the sheiltos. Chadal understood. The Aram Sura understands that when, it's true, the Torah did say shvuah, and shvuah obviously is critical for the din. The Torah only wrote shvuah though for the chi of karbon, as the Rambam said, that to be chiyav a karbon for that, yeah, there has to be a shvuah avalamei be surah, but in terms of getting an isser, it doesn't matter if there's a shvu or not. It says, the ki sechta, a person who does the avera, that the that vishamakalala is a second step, but nefesh ki is even before the shamakalala. It's interesting if Hazal read it like that. He could have read the sechta is, if it's Shema Kalala, don't listen to it. But the, the Shilta says, no, the, the correct reading of the Pasuk is yes. nefesh ki independent. If you don't testify when you should, that's already nefesh ki If it's also v'shem kalala if you compound your sin by not just testifying, but you uh, you add insult to injury by taking a false shua, then there's a chi of carbon. But the, the aveira itself is v'nefesh ki sechta. That itself, the aveira, is not testifying. This is the halacha. A person must testify. I remember once we were... We were presiding over a din So the litigants were making their claims and, and so on. And then it emerged from the, from the proceedings that there was a third party, maybe an accountant or someone, I think it was an accountant, there was a third party who could possibly have information that would be relevant to our case. So my chief, he picked up a phone in the middle of the din and he called the guy. These were, all, these were all observant Jews. He called the guy. And he says, I'm, my name is so-and-so, I'm, the, I'm, I'm sitting here in Baston with uh, litigant so-and-so. Information, I think, you know, information you have is tax information, tax return is relevant to this Tentura, please provide it to us. So, you know, he, should have, he probably should have been given a little warning and a little bit of a heads up that we were going to ask for this. So he looked at us on the phone like, what are you talking about? Why on earth would I give you client information to some, somebody calling me on the phone? So my chief is like, no, this is not a choice. It said, this is your obligation as an observant Jew. You have an obligation to provide us information that is relevant to our terror. To our yes, yeah, so obviously he was correct. But uh, in, you know, cold calling somebody like that, who's not even in Bastion, and asking him for the information, I kind of, uh, I can understand why the guy was a little uh, flummoxed by that, but yes, that, that is the halacha, that, you, that a person is obligated to provide testimony, if he knows testimony, that can be relevant to to the Dintera, and a person who does not give testimony violates several different mitzvahs of, uh, several different mitzvahs, the mitzvah of of uh, of, of, of Nefesh Kisechta, Im L'Yagib, and the Aveira of L'Sameral Damrecha, and the mitzvah of Hashem as well, the Martin Edwin discusses the Hashavah Saveda and L'Samral Dam Re'echa both, both seem to convey much of the same... Both, 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 both seem to convey the same chiv. So the Gemara says, whether well, you have to hire people. L'Samral Dam Re'echa tells you you have to actually hire people, I think the Gemara says, to save somebody if you can. But the point is, though, all these three mitzvahs point in the same direction, that, the, that there, is generally, there is a general obligation to help people where you can, and there's a specific obligation to testify whether you'll help him or not. Yeah. Certainly if you'll, help, if you'll help him, there's an obligation to testify. So we have the three possible mitzvahs, then three possible mitzvahs that involve testifying in basin. The Sefer HaChinuch as well, the Sefer HaChinuch says, also has this as one of the Tariq mitzvahs, usually followed by the Rambam. We have to testify to Bastin whatever we know, whether he'll be chay of Misa or Maman, or he can save him. All that is included of who aid, or Yada and loyagib, and osavonah. The Chinuch the says is, well, there is a very important distinction, though. When it comes to dealing Imamanas, when it comes to civil cases, the Chiev to testify only kicks in when, the, when he receives a summons, when he receives a, a summons from either the litigant or from the basin, he says. However, he says when it comes to other resturings, you see somebody doing an isser, or you see somebody in a, uh, commit a capital offense, or, or, a, or, or an offense of error that's high of Malkus, he says, you're chayiv on your own to be made because of the mitzvah of the Levayar Haro, Hafrashad Meha Yisr, to stop people from doing Yisurim and to punish people who are sinners. Even without a summons, the chinuch says the obligation is the obligation is upon you to to testify. There's an interesting discussion whether this, in the case where the testimony would have helped somebody and you, and you didn't, whether you're actually chayiv as a mazik for not testifying. Up until now we've seen that the, the obligation is Imel Yagev and Asavono, of Los al are you actually chayev civilly for not testifying? Obviously, if you can testify now, if you can sure. still testify, it's not too late. You just do it now. In a case where it is too late, the fellow already skipped town, or for, for whatever reason it's too late uh, to rectify what you've done, are you chayev money for not testifying? Are you chayev uh, to, to make to make the to, to make the, the victim whole to compensate him for your failure to testify? So the Bava Kama says. The Murmur of in the sixth parak, peric, parak the, 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 there's, there's a major sugya in the beginning of the parak discussing the concept of grama benizak and Potter, The idea that indirect hezek, you not allowed to do it, grama is pater of it is asr. You can't cause somebody harm even indirectly, but if the harm is not considered direct, if it's considered grama, indirect harm, the halacha is grama benizak and potter So, the, the Gemara has an extensive discussion of all kinds of different cases that would fit into grum. It's one of the most fundamental concepts of, in, in Chosh and Mishpat, one of, most, one of the most fundamental concepts in the laws of Hezek. So the Gemara Mbava Kama says, Arba there are four cases, four types of acts. There's no enforceable liability. This is a major Chosh and Mishpat distinction we have in, in, in the Torah's civil law. There's a category of behavior, there are various categories of behavior that you're not chayav in Basin. Basin can't make you pay. However, you are chayav of You have a moral obligation in Shemayim. They expect you to, 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 to fix what you've done. Basin can't force you to do it, but you have a, a well-defined formal obligation that's recognized, recognized and articulated by Halacha to correct what you've done and pay the person anyway, even though Basin won't make you do it. <laughs> so and, so; th- these are basically all different forms of grumma where the, the, the classic the, the grumma and the variations of grumma where the hezek you did is not direct and overt enough to be chayev and bastin, but you still have a chayev and In the eyes of heaven, you're still chayev and you're expected to make it up anyway, even though bastin can't make you. So the bride says, Rabbi Yeshua said, there are four such categories. One of them is, If you know testimony for someone else and you are not made. Then you're Pashabudini Adam, but your Khaya Bhina Shamaya. The Gemara asks, the Gemara says if you know Aidishaver Venay, lo, but askina, what are we talking about? If it's betray, if there are two Adim who know testimony and are not made, both of them are not made. So the Gemara here here's we have a Gemara, the Gemara explicitly says that the failure to be made is an Aveira of Imlayagiv and the Mar says ella which my one aid. One aid. The, the halacha in the, 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 one of the fundamental rules of evidence of testimony in, in halacha is that one aid is, is not sufficient for a major category of of halacha. For, for a major for a major group of laws, one aid is not sufficient for dina maminus. For civil cases, one aid is generally not sufficient for 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 getting the the Xuva is always signed by two-aidim, witnessed by two-aidim. Kedushin is, of course, witnessed by two-aidim. So, criminal cases, malchus and Misa, two-aidim. So one aid cannot be Machay of cannot be Machay of Misa, cannot be Machay someone to pay money. If one aid says, I witnessed a loan, or I witnessed an act of damage, I witnessed you throw a rock through his window, one aid is not Machay of you to pay. So, he can be Machayv you to take an oath, but he can't be Machay of you to pay. So the Gemara says that's what this price is talking about, that there's one aide who has testimony. Even that, even though he couldn't be, even, though if, even if he would have testified, the court couldn't have issued a, a ruling based on his testimony. Nevertheless, he's still Chayyab Adine Shamayim. The Gemara says if it we'll would be two aidim, that can't be the shot because Pshita daraisahi. What does the Gemara mean to ask? Pshita daraisahi. So here we have a major makhlok's Rishon. Some Rishonim say that Pshita daraisahi means even with two edim, you wouldn't be Chayyab Adine Adam. Because it's still grama. Not being made, you indirectly cause him to suffer a loss. He's you, still only a grammar. He's still not going to be Chayev b'dine adam. When the Gemara said pshita, it just meant that it's pshita that you're Chayev b'dine shemaim. But not more than b'dine shemaim. Some learn that if it's two adim, you're actually Chayev b'dine adam. The, the Muki Yosef says that you are not Chayev b'dine adam. He says that which the Gemara says, you're Chayev not Adam. He says that because the obligation to be made, he says, is only gemilas chasadim, Meaning, if you have a, if he has a, a binding claim against you to be made, if he has a, if he would have a, a real legal right to force you to be made, and and you are delinquent in that right, maybe you would be Chaya for b'diavet to pay him for it. He has no real right against you. The, the, the obligation is G'mil al Even though it's derived from sukim, Lo Samuel al and hu'eda Ra Yada, halachically we conceptualize it as an obligation of Gmila's al At the end of the day, he has no real actual claim in you to be made. He doesn't have a right to force you to be made. It's not a lien on your person to be made. It's just an, uh, the Torah obligates us in certain types of G'mil al-Dam it, it, it's not a legal claim he has on me that, that I owe him something. The Torah obligates me to be a good person, to be a gomel chesed, and to save him if I can. An obligation of milas chasadim, a failure to live up to uh, to an obligation of milas chasadim, doesn't trigger a, an obligation between adam, even means even if there's two aids, even if there is even if there is two aids. The Ramban, the Ramban says explicitly, chaveiro Potter even to him, because, again, this is the source of the he says the obligation to be made is only G'milas chasadim. that, that if, if, if you don't do it, he says, that, that doesn't create a chiv. We find the same idea of Asha HaSavedal. Let, let's say, for example, I see somebody Let's say I see lost property. Everyone knows there's an obligation to return it. Again, not like American law, where you can just you can't you can't take it for yourself in American law, but you don't have to return it. If you see a wallet, someone left on a bench, you have no obligation to go over and pick it up. You can just walk away and leave it there. The Torah, of course, says you can't do that. You have an obligation to pick it up and return it. But if you fail to do that, you're not chayiv in the Torah. You didn't. You got an avera. You you, you, you you violated a mitzvah and you violated a losa say of losuchel es You you violate one or several mitzvahs. But there's no obligation, you're not a mazik, you didn't harm him, you just failed to help him. The, the obligation to help him is an obligation of G'milas Hasadim, and therefore it does not engender liability the Your failure to do G'milas Hasadim does not engender liability the He says, if you, if, you, if you don't want to be Tarech and to save it, he says you're not obligated the Avid. He makes this analogy, you see somebody's wallet and you don't save it. Or you uh, you don't give tzedakah where you should. It's an obligation. to give tzedakah. Tzedakah is a binding obligation in certain cases. If you don't do it, you don't have civil liability in some cases. Lachet like chilav. basically will force you to live up to your obligation. But but the effort, if you didn't do it, it doesn't create a, 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 a doesn't create and a, a, a restitution obligation. That's the sheet of the Ramban, the Yosef. He says that the that that's a sheet of these we Rishonim that, that that even two aids him. That, uh, that that. That even two Adam, you are even that, that, that even if there are two adim, you still not chayav Adam. When when the Gemara says pshita, the, the Gemara just means pshita that when there's two adim, pshita it's pshita that you chayav in the Shemayim, but not b'din Adam. I believe there are some who say that you're chayav even b'din the Adam, but that, that that's a different opinion. But the these are saying that you're not chayav b'din Adam even if there's two people. Tosu says again the same question that the Shilts and the Rambam touched on. Tosu says, what do you mean pshitaim lo yagid? Imlo Yagid is talking about a shvua. When there's a shvur, then, then, then you bring a carbon. Well, Where do you see in the pasuk that even when there's no shvua, it's still in Avera? So Tosa says that's how we read the pasuk. That we that we read the pasuk that kisha over you know avon that that then you bring a carbon shvua. but even without the shvua, there's already an oven. He says the. That, the, that when the Torah tells you that, that if you're Shema Kalal on something, that if, if you're Shema on something, that Imlo Yagad, you anyway no se'avan, similar to the shelters, that the, the way Chazal read the Pasik is, if you compound your original aver of not being made by a shvua, you bring a carbon. But the psukim somehow are mashma, that, that, that even without the shvua, there, there still is an aver Tosis points out the obvious question. What do you mean you're high to to compensate him? Just be testify now. If we caught you and we're, we're telling you and based in uh to, t to, to, to compensate him, just testify and solve the problem. Titosis so says the Tosis says we're talking about that you could have said that the person already left before he had a chance to to to, to hold him liable, but Tatosis gives a different answer. That once an aid Formally states and based in Basin, I don't know testimony, he's unable to retract. He's committed to that. He, he's, he's no longer able to retract. Oh, I do actually have testimony. Once you declare in Basin that you don't have testimony, it's, it's, it's too late to, 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 to retract that. Now, still, since you admitted or we caught you that, that, that you didn't know testimony, you have a personal obligation, because by your own admission, you should have testified, and now you tied your own hands and you can't. That's the case. The case is where you, lock, you box yourself into a corner you took away your ability to testify, and the, and now you admit that you should have, that's when you're chayv. Okay. Or, or the other cases, like I said, you can, you can conceive of other cases where where the person, his uh, failure to testify in a timely fashion caused the... caused the... caused, uh, caused the other person a loss. The... We talked about the fact that the the Veida aspect of the of is, is specific. Is specific oh, yeah. to cases where you can save somebody. All but right. but the general obligation to testify of LaYagid is even when it's going to be to someone's uh, detriment. Mishnah Sanhedrin says, Ketim Mayim Dine Particular, we want to make very very sure that Edim are not just carelessly or dishonestly testifying. We want to put the fear of God into them. So we, we, we give them all kinds of uh, we, we all kinds of dire warnings how terrible it is to convict an innocent man spilling blood, and so on. At some point, the mission says the agent might say, "Shematamru, who needs this whole headache and why why are we testifying at all? Let let let's let just go home. I mean, you're telling us it's so terrible if there's anything wrong, so forget it. So we don't testify. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll we'll go home and take the rest of the day off." Mission says, "Nope, halak for now but who aids? You have no choice." Rashi says, you have to. If you don't tell us what you saw, then th- that's not fair. So yes, th- there's no easy way out. You, you have to make sure it's absolutely true. But if it is true, you have to say it. So there's no just, I'll be machmer, and I'll, I'll avoid the whole thing. So, good. The, the Rambam also says that, the, that a mitzvah is to testify anything, whether it's mammon or something else, whether it's to his benefit or for his detriment. But, it, but, but if the indine mammoness... There has, I mean, There has to be a there has to be a tavia. Now, now we, we we discussed the question before. Uh, uh, so someone raised the question earlier. Do you have to be made even in a case where it will it will cost you, where it will be to your detriment? So, in, in American law, there there is the famous Fifth Amendment. There's the right to uh, to, to avoid self-incrimination. But in general, I think you do have to testify. I, I don't know, I don't know the, the law that well, but let, let's say, for example, uh, you, you tell the court, if I testify, uh, a lot of my customers are going to be angry at me and the, he's a, the defendant is a popular guy. If I testify, everyone's going to boycott my store or, if, uh, or, or, or he's going to hurt me or something. If, 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 you, if you tell the court, I have a credible fear of, 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 of testifying, I don't think that's a defense. I think you still have to testify generally. In Halacha, though, the posts say that you do not have to testify. A number of posts say you do not have to testify if you reasonably anticipate suffering consequences of testifying. Yosef Karo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, in his Afkas Rochel, he discusses a case like this. He discusses, he discusses a case of someone who didn't testify and the and the... And, and he he, he, ha, he has he has a he has he has a number of arguments why in his case the, the obligation to testify shouldn't apply the eighth argument he says at that he says he, he, was, he was afraid that the, the seventh argument is he says that uh, that, he, that he was in danger of his life the, the, the danger of his life so certainly Nothing stands in the way of Pekuach Nefesh. Not nothing, but most things don't stand in the way of Pekuach Nefesh. You're not obligated to give up your life to testify. Then the Beis Yosef goes on. He says that so certainly if your life is in danger, you don't have to testify. But then he says further, Tain the eighth argument, he says, even if his life were not in danger. And it was just a question of losing money. He would still be permitted to suppress his testimony, he says. L'chboshé, do so. He says, because we don't tell people that they should lose money in order to help somebody else save money, he says, because, again, like we saw the Rishonim said, if, you know, if on bond, the Ramban had obligation to testify, it's not that he has a legal right to demand that you testify. Yeah, it's yeah, that it's chasadim. Yeah. It's, it's a mitzvah, yes, it's a mitzvah in the Torah, but the mitzvah is conceptualized as It's do good to another Jew, but not at my own expense. Not at my own expense, he says. I, I come first, he says. A person has a person's first obligation is to himself more than somebody else, and we find this in Hashavas Avoda. Hashavas Saveda, the the Gemara darsins efiskiliyah help people, but the Gemara view you yourself should not become impoverished. You yourself should not suffer a loss by returning an aveda and this applies generally to a whole category of The Obviously, when it comes to again, the, 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 it, I don't think the Gemara says this explicitly, but it's clear. It's clear, I think that. <laughs> When it comes to conduct, if someone has a right to demand that you not do, he has a legal right, you can't say, well, my interests come first. It's a simple case. You borrow money, and he says, pay me back. And you say, well, I need the money more than you. You're rich, and right now I need the money. If not, my whole business is going to go bankrupt. I'd rather not pay you. I come first. It doesn't work like that. It's his money. He has the right to demand that you pay him. Or if, or, or, or if you want to say that uh, you know, I'm going to you know, trespass across your property because if I don't do that, uh, then, then my own property is going to be in trouble. You can't steal to save your own property. The, the, the fact that we don't say you come first if, someone else, if, if you're infringing on someone else's rights. The, the reason HaVedah, as we said before, he has no legal right against you to demand that you help him. Why, what legal right does he have? The Torah says you have to return HaVedah. That's G'mil HaChassadim. It's a mitzvah. It's, it's binding G'mil HaChassadim. It's mandatory. It's not optional. But ultimately, we conceptualize it as G'mil HaChassadim. So before we said, that's why you don't pay B'di for If you don't do it, you violated a mitzvah in the Torah but there's no civil liability because he had no right against you. You simply violated a mitzvah of milos hasadim. And similarly, Rabbi Yosef Karo says, this whole category of milos hasadim, whether the mitzvah of Zavedah, the mitzvah in the Gemara of helping people load their animals to avoid loss, all these mitzvahs where he has no right, he has no, right to, he has no actual right to, to, to demand that you help him, but the Torah wants you to help him because milos hasadim, we find this general rule, you're not obligated to suffer in order to, be, to help somebody else. In Ashav's Avedah, this goes very far. We say that even if if the suffering you're going to have is going to be relatively small, and his Avedah is large, you still have Machayif to do it. In that case, what we would sometimes tell you to do is to take the loss, save the Avedah, and then bill him. And and, and you have the right to charge him. So you can, assuming that you have some way of guaranteeing that you're going to be made whole, if it's a bag full of cash. So save the cash and then take off whatever you lost by, by doing it. So that you should do. Yeah. But, but, but assuming that's not practical, assuming that's not going to work, so then, uh, then you're not obligated to suffer. The, 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 the post can say, if it's a very small amount, you shouldn't, be so, you shouldn't be such a stickler for this. You shouldn't say, it's a dollar. I'm not giving up a dollar to save you from $1,000. At some point, you should go to the finishers of and not do that. But, but the general rule is that you have the right to say, my money comes first, and not just my actual money. We pass in that it applies even to opportunity costs. Let's let's say I have a chance to make money, yeah. and if I return your aveida, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss an opportunity to make money. Okay. Not machuliv. My money comes first. My oh. even my opportunities come first. Yes. That that since you have no right against me, it's just hashavas aveida, just no. just milas chasadim, I don't have to give up even opportunity to help you. When we, when we learn i aveida, for many years, I've I, I've been I've been wondering, the, the examples in the postkim, the Gamar in the postkim are always financial costs. What about non-financial okay. costs? Um, I'm coming home after a day of work or colo and I see an Aveda if I stop to deal with it I'm going to be an hour late to get home the kids are all cranky and need to go to bed and need baths, my, my wife has been home with the kids all day so, the, so it, it'll put a lot of stress on my wife the kids will be the kids were looking forward to seeing me I <laughs> return, so there's no cost financially but there's personal cost the personal cost to, to me and my family so can, is that an excuse to, to not return the Aveda, that I don't know the Postkum say that learning Torah, you can't not return Aveda for the sake of learning Torah. Let's say you say you have a Havrusun. If you if you deal with the Aveda, you'll miss your Havrusun. And he's not available later. So can you say my Torah is worth more to me than $10? $10. For $10 I would uh, I don't have to return Aveda. My Havrusta. Maybe 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 I'm not such a tzaddik that it's worth a million dollars, but ten dollars, twenty dollars it's worth to me. So it's the So what. but Postkum say you can't say that because they say that Torah is, in, in order to fulfill the Torah, you can't perversely use Torah as an excuse not to do mitzvahs. Okay. And, however, some posts can say that if you're going to be late to Kolel, and they dock you, they dock your pay for being late, then you're losing money again. Then you have the right to do that. Should he dock your pay? That they discuss also. But the, the point is that when it comes to these mitzvahs, these mitzvahs, which are, which are fundamentally conceptualized as G'mil of so you're not obligated to lose money, says the Beis Yosef. The mitzvah to be made on somebody's behalf is, is characterized that way as well. Even though we saw the mitzvah to be made also covers cases which are not for somebody's benefit they, to convict somebody. But the, 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 the Afghist Rokhul says that the mitzvah is the, fundamentally the mitzvah of him yagid. He says He says that the mitzvah to be made, at least on somebody, for somebody's benefit, is fundamentally a mitzvah of shavas Kived, of Milos Chassadim. And therefore... You're not oblig- even if you're not going to be in danger of your life. You're not obligated to. You're not obligated to be made if it's going to cause you harm. Uh, Other posts can say similar things. The, there's said, a contemporary rosh kollel, Rav Yossi Flashman, head of a chasidish beit calling in Eretz He talks about a case of a case out of England. A physician committed serious malpractice. The parents were suing, I think the National Health Service, England's uh, England's insurer, the, 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 the parents were suing the insurer for, for, for money. The, they wanted the doctor to testify in court. The, 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 the doctor and the parents are both from, apparently. The doctor did not want to testify in court, even though he wasn't going to be the one paying, it would be the NHS. But it would be very bad for his reputation and for his, for his career. To, to admit in open court that he uh, committed malpractice would be very much not in his interest. He really did not want to be made. So, R. discusses whether he has an obligation to be made or not. And he says that the... He says, assuming that he himself is not liable. Assuming Al-Piyalacha he's not liable. Assuming that their claim, Al-Piyalacha, is maybe they have a claim against the NHS, because those are the laws and the rules... Assuming they have no claim against him. Then he says, We would argue that he has no obligation to testify, because if he's going to suffer significant professional harm from testifying, you're not Machhi even though there is a Earlier he discusses whether the of Timayid is even in non Jewish court, and not in Basin. And he says, Yes, certainly if the obligation is dam uh, re'echa, what's the difference if you made it in court, you made it in Basin. If you can save somebody money, you can save somebody money. But even though there is an obligation to make it in court, he says, but at least in the case where the physician himself is not guilty, is not liable, then he would not he would not have to testify. In, he would not have to testify in a case where in, in, he would not have to testify in a case where it would be against his interest. The there's a contemporary article. I'm not even sure I have written down who wrote it, but there, there is a there's a contemporary article that discusses confidentiality. He says there's a there's a the modern modern law says that certain types of professionals lawyers uh, doctors have duties of confidentiality to their clients they that's supposed to're not supposed to reveal anything uh that they're not supposed to they're not supposed to uh reveal secrets and if they do, they can get in trouble so he discusses whether a a a, a lawyer would have to testify a doctor would have to testify even at the even if he suffers the even if he, even if he, oh, no, even no, if he's going to suffer financial harm, so we just said that the Bafkas Rochel and the and the, and the Rav Leishman, others say there's no chiv to testify if you're going to suffer harm because it's like a Shavas Veidah, it's like Milos Hasadim. The author of this article says, "Lachar, well, you do have to." He says because he says because yagid is a mitzvah. He says it's the. He says he, said, he, said, he, said, he said that there's a mitzvah to, to you have to do a kind of you have to certainly have to avoid Averis, and for mitzvah say you have, to, you, have to, you, have to, you have to you have to spend a chomesh to avoid a losa say you have to spend all all your money he says imlo the ram counts as an asay so even 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 if there are, even if there's financial costs, this this writer argues you have to pay them you have to pay money to do all kinds of mitzvahs so if there's uh, if you can't do them for for free you have to pay money to do them he says so he says or if it's al al you also have to spend money to avoid Los samuel al Damarach. So he says that the if the Tam is Hashavedra and Los Hasadim he says, then it's true that, that then he agrees to this argument that that there's no then he agrees to this argument that there's no that there's no mitzvah to be made if if, if it costs money The then have a the type uh the type, type obligations don't apply where, where it's gonna cost you money. Then he brings up Rochel who says that there's no Khivat to be made if it's gonna cost you money. And the Yeshua Israel, or Israel Yeshua of, of Kutna also says you not if it's gonna cost you money. So so the so, so this is a real question. On the, on, the, on the one hand, insofar as the obligation is only Gmilas Hasadim or only Gmilas Hasadim or Shoveda, then, the, then then the threshold is relatively low. If there, if there are gonna be personal costs involved, you wouldn't have to. But someone argue that if there's not if there's a mitzvah lo Yagid, the that obligation would apply, even in a case. It, it may be that in the case of Afikus there wasn't no obligation to Lo if it wasn't talking about a, a basin context. He, he was talking about a Cherim. The obligation to be made was uh, was Mikach Cherim. So Yesh Laien, whether there's a Machlokas here or whether the Mitzvim Lo Yagid really applies, even if uh, even, even if you're going to even if you're going have, have some Hafsin We do have some Poskim who say that uh, some Poskim seem to say, take forever push it, that whatever the obligation is, is no obligation to. There's, there's no obligation to, uh, to lose money, but there are those who argue that some of the mitzvahs involved, like in Yagid, there may be an obligation even if it will cost you money. Well, Samuel Damriachah is actually tricky. When a person's life is at stake, the halacha is, you do have to spend money to save his life. Now, you're allowed to bill him. So if he has the money, you're allowed to send him the bill. So if you uh, jump into the river to pull him out and you ruin your suit, you can bill for the cost of the suit, assuming you had no chance to take it off first. You can bill for the cost of the suit. You are muchly to do it even if you know he doesn't have the money. He can never afford a suit like this. Uh, it would take him 20 years of salary to afford my suit. You still have to do it. You still have to, you still have to do it, we, we pass in, but you're allowed to bill. If he has the money, you're allowed to bill. When it comes to for property damage, though, you, you, know, you see his house is burning down. Nobody's inside. And if you save, if you save it, it'll cost you your money. So again, a Shavuot V'eida, you're not going have to do in such a case. We say your property comes first. Even on al I think again, if it's only if it's only property damage, you would you would not be machliy to spend money because we would apply the rule of a Kodemus. So, so so at the end of the day, though, if you're dealing with Imla Yagid, that seems to be a question. On the one hand, Imla Yagid, uh, the Imar doesn't explicitly call that Ashavasevei. On the other hand, we did see Rishonim call like Milus Hasadim, and L'avkes Af- Rochel Af- seems to take for granted that being made in general is Milus Hasadim. So it's not entirely, This point is not entirely clear. I didn't have a chance to prepare as thoroughly as I would, as I would have liked, but this, this question remains a little bit of an open question. Does the obligation of Imla Yagid, does, does that apply even in a case where you'll suffer some harm? Like, for example, uh, a person who'll get in uh, professional trouble for breaking a confidence, for breaching a confidence. The, the Pashas seems to be too. We do have Gidolei Aposkim who seems to assume that there's no of Imla Yagid, no chiev at all to made if it will cause harm although the, the, the matter is not entirely clear.